Hi everyone, Pastor Tim here, and this is the Recap, Rewind, and Bonus Features from the message we had on um, March 6th, which was out of Hebrews chapter 6. Now we saw that the first part of Hebrews chapter 6 had to deal with individuals who have really fooled themselves that because of their actions and activities, they are saved. And the writer of Hebrews goes on to say throughout the rest of chapter 6 that it really is a relationship with God that saves someone. And we saw from Matthew 25, and we've seen this several times, that there's going to be people who are really surprised that they are not counted as sheep, as God's children. Because they'll go through this list of activities saying, well, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. And God says, well, I never knew you. It's not about doing this, doing that. It's about a relationship with me. And if the relationship with me is there, then it is set in stone and you will never lose that relationship. Once you are a child of God, everything that accompanies that action by God, our faith, our regeneration, our being born again, our being indwelt by the Holy Spirit, producing good fruits, all of those things come natural and progressive in our lives and the relationship cannot change. We cannot not be children of God once we truly are children of God. And so I know that opens up a can of worms for some Christians that believe that you can lose your salvation. God never says that you can lose your salvation, and Hebrews 6 proves that. Um, and one of the things that often accompany that dialogue or that, that belief that you can lose your salvation is the opposite, is that your salvation is so secure that it doesn't matter what you do, you'll always be saved. And that's not true either. There is a balance there between I am saved, and if I am saved, there will be evidence in my life. The entire book of James talks about that, Romans talks about that, Jesus talks about that, and one of the verses that Jesus talks about that we did see this past Sunday was in Matthew 5, verse 16. And it specifically talks about the purpose and goal of good works. It says, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. The fact that we do have good works in our lives, that we do, you know, love one another and forgive one another and control our tempers and control our wandering eyes, all of those things point to the goodness of God's grace in our lives. And that should be noticeable. And when we notice that in someone else, we should say, praise God for his work in your life. Amen, brother. Amen, sister. I see the fruit of the evidence that you are indeed one of God's children. So your testimony of word matches the testimony of what I see, that the relationship is true and genuine. And that relationship being true and genuine is really seen for us at the end of Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. I want to read those as we end this. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain, where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf. Having become a high priest before, or having become a high priest forever, after the order of 
Melchizedek. You see, we have that hope and surety that that relationship is real and genuine because Jesus went through that to begin with. He went through that barrier that separated us from God's sin and went into the innermost being or the innermost area of that sanctum, that sanctuary, that temple, the throne room of God, and is there. And Jesus says, you can be here because I'm already here. I made the path straight. I was the forerunner. I was the first one that made it here because I perfectly paid for sin's atonement, for your sin. And Jesus offers us that same companionship with the Father that he has. He's gone through it, and he's there. And so we can have absolute surety, not hoping and wishing, but we have a surety, assurance, that we too will enjoy the fruits of that relationship. So, if this has all kind of maybe made sense or given you some more questions, then I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the last two sermons we had from the book of Hebrews. Listen to the entire service because the songs match what we're doing in the sermons, and the sermon matches the songs, and it matches scripture. And it will probably give you a lot more answers if this is still a little bit muddly for you. So I'd encourage you to do that. See you next week here live in Pueblo, Colorado at Calvary Church, where I will be starting Hebrews chapter 7. Until then, bye!